Now, let's talk sports with Kanoa Leahy on ESPN Honolulu. All right, it is Friday. It is noontime. It is Let's Talk Sports. Kanoa Leahy here coming to you from the PAXA studios in Honolulu, and we are interview heavy today. And so we are going to jump right into it. I actually had an opportunity a couple of days ago to pre-record uh, an interview uh, with one of the master watermen in the world, Kai Lenny of Maui. Now, today was the first day of the holding period for the Priority Destinations Pro presented by First Hawaiian Bank and MasterCard. It is a WSL event. It is a qualifying Series 1000 event exclusively held for regional athletes. So it's a crucial opportunity for local up-and-coming surfers. You can have veterans, obviously, in the form of Kai Lenny, one of the more decorated big-wave riders in the world as well, as they look to qualify for the 2023 Challenger Series, which is the global launching pad to the Elite Championship Tour of the World Surf League. So this event going down at Ala Moana Bowls, put on hold today, could go uh, as, as a day one tomorrow. Marks the first WSL sanctioned event since 2016 at Ala Moana Bowls, which is, of course, that famed left-hand reef break on Oahu's South Shore. So, was able to talk with Kai Lenny, who is competing in this event. Also, uh, in this interview, you'll hear the voice of Raul Magana. He is the First Hawaiian Bank Senior Vice President and Card Services Division Manager. Just talking about getting this thing rolling and how big of a deal it is. Let's go ahead and play that. All right, Kai, Raul, thanks for, for making the time. Let's just get right to kind of the, the nitty-gritty here regarding uh, this new event, the Priority Destinations Pro, presented by First Hawaiian Bank and MasterCard. Um, this thing is coming up here in just a few days here, at least at the time of this conversation. Kai, I'll, I'll start with you. Uh, what does this do, you think, for the local surf and regional surf scene to have an event like this, especially one that is backed by a partnership that's really meant a lot to you here in your professional career? Well, this event is really special because it's not only at one of the best places in Hawaii, especially for this time of year, which is when we get these south swells that come up from Tahiti and Fiji. Um, Ala Moana Bowls is an iconic surfing spot. Um, and, you know, I think this event hasn't been around for a while. So the fact that it's back on the calendar for a regional series for the WSL is really huge because it gives opportunity to the next generation of Hawaiian surfers to um, prove themselves in Hawaii and then get that golden ticket to the world stage, to the Challenger Series, to hopefully one day qualify for the world tour. And, um, you know, I am just so stoked that First Hawaiian Bank decided to uh, support and back this event because, um, you know, it just goes to show what a great bank that they are because they are investing in the future of, you know, Hawaii's cakey kids um, that have dreams and want to go big. And they've supported me throughout the years to live my dream and go to these incredible places. Uh, so really grateful for their support and uh, want to do really good in this event for them. Yeah, very good stuff. Yeah, First Hawaiian Bank's sort of been in the Kai Lenny business for a bunch of years now, and, and those commercials <laughs> look like they're the most fun just to, to film and, and produce, and uh, it's, it's yeah. been an, a great advertising campaign. Uh, Raul, if I can ask you just where the germination process started here with regard to putting this event on. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, you know, I think Kai hit a lot of the points and, you know, we talk about we're a regional bank in size. We're a fairly large institution, but we remain a very local bank in terms of our sensibilities and our focus. And, you know, the opportunity to support kind of the local surf, you know, the local surf industry, not just the surfers themselves, but kind of the broader industry that exists around that and, and to be a part of a contest that, 
you know, gets a lot of our, gives a lot of our local surfers the opportunity to perform right in the place where they're used to performing, right? Where they're practicing all summer, where they're out all the time. And then secondarily, you know, gets a lot of our customers and a lot of the broader community a chance to see them up close and personal. And, you know, we love, you know, the North Shore contests are really cool. Not always as accessible for folks who maybe live in town, right? Where you're talking about a drive up there, some traffic, a long park, a long walk, and, and you get paid off. You get to see some incredible things. But I think, we're going to get some of that same experience for a lot of our customers, cardholders, and broader community just right here in the middle of town. And that's that's a really cool opportunity to be a part of. Uh, while we're talking with you, Raul, I kind of wanted to ask you what the perspective is on this partnership you've had with Kai individually over the years, uh, because he has such global and broad appeal. Uh, what What's that value meant from First Hawaiian Bank's vantage point? Well, I mean I, I mean, I think it's been tremendous for a number of reasons. And, you know, I'll point out quickly, and Kai, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty sure, I believe he was a customer before um, <laughs> before we had an official relationship with him, um, you know. And so, you know, I, that's exactly the type of, you know, he is, and, and we've seen, there's been a number of obviously increasing number of exposés on Kai. I think the William Finnegan one in the New Yorker a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, you know, was a wonderful read, a great chance to kind of delve into who he was. And it just shows... I think to the broader world, why it's the type of person that we've loved being associated with. Makes those, uh, being a customer at FHB, makes those savings uh, account deposits a lot easier that way too, right, Kai, after, <laughs> after some of the endorsement dollars? Uh, yeah, you know, fortunately, <laughs> I get to do what I love. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's the ultimate dream for, you know, a kid that wants to be a professional surfer coming up to have the support of these endorsements. And then also to have like, um, local companies like First Hawaiian Bank that are there to, you know, support the financial side of things. It's it's really, really special. And I mean, like you said earlier with those commercials, I mean, <laughs> I think that's the ultimate is just traveling to go to these really cool places that very few people have the opportunity and then trying to share it with everyone. And uh, it's just an, a good excuse to go see the world. So I'm, I'm grateful for those priority destinations. <laughs> Now, Kai, uh, Raul mentioned it. I, that's very accurate. You're the, probably the most versatile uh, waterman there is in, in the world. You've, you've kind of expanded that definition of the term. Uh, you have done just about everything, both competitively and otherwise, you, the most recently or one of the more recent accolades, the 2021 WSL Red Bull Big Wave Award Performer of the Year. And so how does this now competition this week in this QS 1000 event how does it sort of fit in the in the puzzle uh, that is the the Kai Lenny uh, portfolio, so to speak? Well, on my quest to be the best uh, water athlete I could possibly be, um, you know, I think my ultimate enjoyment comes from riding really big waves on different equipment. But I also love surfing small waves because to me, it's a greater challenge than a big wave. You don't have that much time to think. You have to really react, and you have to be able to. Um, you know, be quick, um, quit, have your quick twitch muscles going so you can really like place the turns. And it's not about sort of surfing the way you want to surf. It's conforming to the judges and trying to give them a show and trying to get a score out of it. So I don't look at it as being like, oh my gosh, they, you know, they're not liking my type of surfing. I look at it as a challenge to try to, you know, make them stoked on the type of surfing that they want to see. And that in itself is like a challenge in the water. Uh, competitively, I love competing lately because of the, you know, whole COVID pandemic, there wasn't Mm -hmm. a lot of competitions in these other sports and doing a sport like, you know, surfing, um, in it's more most hardcore form, which is, you know, competitive shortboard riding. 
is uh, it's a great challenge. And to me, the greatest big wave surfers are the ones that can surf small waves well. And so this is not only just something that I want to compete in and win and do really good at, but it's also um, going to benefit riding the biggest waves of my life this coming winter. That's amazing to me because that's always been something that has stood out to me for, for surfers who ride those big waves. There, there seems to be just a, a different wiring. It's, it's, it's like something in the DNA where that you are able to somehow submerge that fear factor elsewhere, or compartmentalize. What is that metamorphosis like for you? I think, you know, the compartmentalizing the fear is it's, it feels really satisfying because you're able to, um, you know, go out with such confidence and have faith in yourself and trust, which is, I think, the key to and being successful in anything is just believing in what you're doing. Um, the, the interesting, I would say the consequence of that, um, being able to compartmentalize really good is you almost become devoid of those feelings in real life a little bit, um, become uh, desensitized. And, uh, you know, I find myself like, you know, I no longer can get teary-eyed at a really good movie or even like just everyday struggles in life or, you know, you know, tragic losing somebody. It's almost like this skill that I have to compartmentalize like fear and like, um, you know, kind of those, those intense emotions, um, disappointment or whatever, sadness. You can, I, I've gotten so good at it, it almost feels like I don't have emotion. And when you think, oh, the ultimate is to kind of get rid of fear and get rid of those pain, I think that is actually, it's, it's really crucial. I think fear is the ultimate superpower. And in rather trying to bury it, um, which I've learned how to do over the last, you know, 13 years surfing giant waves, um, it's actually better to just face it and harness it and use that emotion and, and, um, when you do that, you're able to do things you could never do um, without it or if you were trying to avoid it. So, um, you know, it's it, there's a lot of psychological stuff that goes into this. And I've just been learning on my quest how to navigate it. And if I could, like, share those little things with people, I think it's really good to be able to harness, you know, those emotions rather than just try to compartmentalize it. Because otherwise, you know, life just becomes pretty flat. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I wonder if that then circles us back to the Priority Destinations Pro presented by First Wine Bank and MasterCard at Ala Moana Bowls. Uh, holding period starts on the 17th. I, I wonder if there is a value then for you in competing here. And, and you are a, a very well-established name, but you're going to be among other surfers who are trying to make their name. It, it, it feels almost like a return back to a base level, grassroots kind of level experience for you. And I wonder if there's a tie-in to what you're describing and what you can attain by competing in this event. Yeah, you know, I think it's just a really good exercise to be doing these events, regardless if, you know, my competitive aspirations in small wave surfing. I think um, when you're really passionate about something, uh, especially like, say, competing in surfing, um, your X factor comes from two things. I think it comes from maneuvers you can do on a wave that no one else can do. But an X factor too is when your back is pushed against the wall and what do you do when, when you're in that scenario? Do you rise to the occasion or do you kind of crumble? And, uh, you know, I think have, having that ability to harness your emotions in that sense and get, you know, can't um, basically not being able to imagine yourself losing that heat or that event is what's going to get you to the next event. And that's, what's going to push you beyond. And I often find myself after these competitions, you know, even if I don't do as well as I want, or if I do win, 
um, both those scenarios, I come away learning much more than I would if I was just free surfing because you know there's a st- there's something at stake, which is very rare in surfing. You can surf all day and pick your waves, and it comes down to you, the individual. But in a heat, you only have you know 25 to 30 minutes to put together a really good wave, two waves, and it's surprising. You know, at these really good waves, you don't always get those good waves uh, all the time. You know, some heats will have tons of waves and Al Bowls is notorious for having insane waves in one heat and then the next heat going flat. And then you have to like totally change strategy. Um, so I, you know, for me, I get better at my sports when I compete in them after the fact, regardless of the result. And that just pushes the needle forward for me. And when I go to compete again, I'm better. Um, and I love doing my sport even more because I've improved. And Really, that is a desire of mine in these sports is to just get better every single day I do them. Raul, I'll give you the last word here. Uh, anything else you want to make sure that people out there who might be considering going down and checking out the action here uh, this week or any other details uh, on the periphery of this upcoming event, uh, I'll, I'll let you have the floor. Yeah, no, Kanoa, thank you so much. And I, I mean, I think just really three kind of key points. One, we're, this is going to be an awesome contest. We're going to have a lot of fun giveaways. We're going to have a, a bunch of engaging opportunities for folks who come down there, things we're going to be giving away, you know, uncle's ice cream sandwiches, contest merch, all sorts of really a couple of, couple of other fun things. So great for really the whole family and, and, you know, oldest to youngest, right? Everybody can come down there and, and have something fun to, to engage with. But, you know, I think one of the pieces that we've talked about a lot that, that I think resonates for us is that, you know, we all get to watch Kai on TV, right? And whether it's, you know, whether it's seeing him on, on videos or on the WSL broadcast or, you know, we get to see him in these far-flung places, whether it's Nazare or, or even, you know, Peahi, which isn't right around the corner from Oahu. And, you know, when you hear him talk in depth about his thought process and how much is going on behind how he's approaching a contest like this, you know, the opportunity for folks to come down and see him up close and personal that maybe isn't there otherwise is still something that's really special and unique and that we're excited to be a part of. And And the last piece that he brought up in terms of, launching careers right you know this is we talk a lot about priority destinations you know it's a travel card but destination can have a lot of meaning for a lot of people and i think we're really exciting and optimistic that for some folks that destination is going to be the ct and we're going to be the start we're going to see the start of it for a couple of local surfers down here this weekend so um we're we're super enthused to be a part of it yeah no really good stuff looking forward to it again priority destinations pro presented by first hawaiian bank and mastercard holding period begins june 17th through Uh, June 24th. Uh, Thanks for making the time, guys. All right, welcome back. Let's Talk Sports coming to you on this Friday. Kanoa Leahy here in the PAXA studios in Honolulu. And just want to once again say thank you to Kai Lenny, the uh, world-renowned waterman who is going to be participating in the Priority Destinations Pro presented by First Hawaiian Bank and MasterCard, a World Surf League Qualifying Series 1000 event. Uh, holding period started today. They decided not to go. Hopefully they'll get going tomorrow as the South Swell uh, builds up. But, uh, yeah, first time they're going to have an event at Ala Moana Bowls since 2016. Also want to thank Raul Magana of First Hawaiian Bank. He's the Senior Vice President and Card Services Division Manager for joining in that interview in the last segment as well. All right, we're going to transition. Again, we're a bit interview heavy here today, but I think for really good reason. Obviously, the timing with the surf event. And then this news that 
went public yesterday by virtue of a Honolulu Star Advertiser article penned by Stephen Sai about our own colleague, ESPN Honolulu's Bobby Curran, a longtime play-by-play -play announcer and voice for University of Hawaii football and men's basketball on radio. Uh, he has been a staple in this town for so many years as it pertains to UH sports. Uh, and he's been going through some stuff, and he is in a tough battle here as he has declared publicly that he is going to need a double lung transplant to treat an aggressive stage of emphysema. And so to talk further about that, uh, I just wanted to make sure I carved out some time to uh, bring via the phone line uh, my man Bobby Curran to the show. Bobby, how are you doing? Hi, Kano. I'm, I'm doing as well as can be expected. I'm doing pretty well. I, I'm, my spirit's pretty good. Uh, there's a great track record uh, since they have kind of modernized. I mean, surgical technique. Heard something from Jay Gu. Leave it to a trainer. But he <laughs> just said, surgical technique, it's, it's so evolved. But it actually is because they used to do this surgery only in conjunction with a heart transplant. And now they, they're done separately. And the results have been amazingly good. So... I'm I'm enthused about the prospects for, you know, listen, it's major surgery. There's not any question about that. It's about 85% of the people who get through the surgery. So, I mean, that's like, that ain't, that ain't 100%. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, but but it's, uh, you know, I think the chances are really good. I don't have a lot of what is known as comorbidities. So, other things wrong with you, more or less. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, but I did want to get out and talk about this a little bit because uh, for two reasons. Number one, I had had a health thing a couple of years ago, which was really sleep apnea and acid reflux combo, and it kept me from talking. But the the constant people of you know, and, and we weren't transparent about it because the station felt it couldn't be because they felt it was a privacy issue, and I didn't, I couldn't talk to get on and tell them what it was. So I mean, you have people just guessing constantly, and I didn't want that. And I and I also thought that's number one. I just wanted to get that out and be more transparent. And secondly. I, I just had that feeling how many people, I had a grandmother that had this. She knew something was wrong with her. Mm -hmm. She was pretty sure something, but she would never go to the doctor to check because she didn't want to hear it. And what I have learned is that is the worst thing you can do. So I thought, well, I'm going to be a bit more public about this because who knows, there's somebody who's listening, who's driving somewhere, picking up the kids or the grandkids, and then not going to the doctor because they don't want to hear bad news. And I'm here to tell you, there is no question about this. You are better off going and finding out what it is and getting it dealt with than you are waiting. And so I'm hopeful that maybe somebody driving is hearing this or, or has in the last day or two and said, you know what, maybe I should go too. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a wonderful message to put on blast, uh, certainly publicly uh, and in the public sector. Uh, what I think stands out to me is when we chatted on the phone the other night, the phrasing that the doctor uh, that you spoke with had in trying to, I guess, present this option to you. Uh, that was something that I yeah. imagine hearing that, hearing those words, I'll let you uh, detail it, uh, that, that probably hit you in a certain way, huh? Well, because he, first of all, I had investigated, I'd been looking at stuff to see, well, what's the state of the art with emphysema? Well, what can people do? And they had this lung volume reduction procedure, and it turned out it wasn't a candidate for that. My doctor said, no, we looked at all the records, and it's really for a certain type of emphysema, it's not yours. So that's out. So I kind of thought he was maybe anti-transplant, because I was already thinking, I've been to Philadelphia, and going by Temple 
University Hospital. They have huge signs up, biggest lung transplant, double lung transplant facility in the world, uh, on and on. And I thought, well, I never even asked him about that. But so I go in for a meeting and he said, I said, have you, are you familiar with, I asked him, are you familiar with this double lung transplant? And he said, frankly, I think it's your last best chance. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's pretty profound. That's a show stock. That's a show stock. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because you're just kind of thinking to yourself, what the heck? Hmm. So anyway, but I wasn't, I mean, I hadn't, not only was I not opposed, I was on board anyway. So, which he was, you know, he was, he said he was somewhat surprised how, how, where I was at on that. But I'm like, well, listen, anything that's going to make the quality of life better is, is good with me because this is not, you know, it's been, it's been a pretty tough last few months. You just can't do a lot of things you used to be able to do. How? And, uh, uh, yeah, so, sorry, but I don't mean to cut you off. I guess I'm, I'm curious as to um, how the conversation within your family has gone, uh, you know, talking with your sons and, and, and your wife and, and just how that communication has been. Well, they've been, they've been my wife's very supportive. But, but on the other hand, they're also tired of hearing about it. <laughs> so they said, can we talk to my son beside you? Is there anybody else around here? Does it, are you guys are you aware that other people live in this house? Well, because I, you know, especially the last couple of days, I'm getting, I mean, literally hundreds of text messages. I think people saw the story or heard me on Josh or whatever, and then they, you know, they now are responding. And you know, I've made a lot of friends. I've been here a long time, so I think a lot of people are just weighing in to say, "Hey, good luck for other type of stuff." So, but they, you know, get tired of my phone going off. My phone mm-hmm. pinging. So, hey, you know, it's uh, listen, this, this is what family life is like, right? Yeah. It's all good. I, I'm not, uh, and I feel very blessed. I've had, a, I've had a great whack at the pinata in terms of career. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very happy with everything that's gone. I've had great opportunities. I've been in some of the palaces, college football and basketball, a chance to call games, and I've done this daily show in the morning for, you know, now coming up on 30 years is crazy i mean who, who would have ever thought it i i certainly wouldn't have and i know a lot of people helped me along the way including your dad so, yeah i mean i a number of people were supportive and said i think you can do this and you know they encouraged me and i you know that, that's what it led to so i'm very i don't have any regrets i have no uh you know i don't feel sorry for myself at all i mean there's none of that because listen this was a this was a great this was a great life and a great uh, career, no matter what happens. Well, I know you. You're a, you're a strong-willed individual. No one will ever accuse you of being otherwise. Uh, no. Maybe you can even venture into the realm of being hard-headed, uh, which probably is a characteristic that is useful in a fight like this. So, assuming, because I have all the faith in the world that uh, if this thing is done correctly and executed correctly, uh, you're going to be fully recovered at some point and, and back doing your thing in full form. Uh, what is that recovery process uh, expected to be like? You know, I, I actually spoke to a guy yesterday from that lives here who had this procedure, and he was actually further down the line or further down the road of, of uh, what shall we say, disrepair than I am. Hmm. Uh, and he was down to it where he had to be air ambulance because he couldn't stay conscious to get to the mainland for the operation. So he, uh, but he's done incredibly well. He's now, he's hiking the Grand Canyon. And I mean, wow. ridiculous, ridiculous stuff. He was, he couldn't even go to work. He was sitting on his couch, hooked up to oxygen tanks. 
And so his recovery has been transformative and remarkable. And I'm, you know, he was very nice of him to share. You know, he was, he was whole, no holes barred. And just I was asking him, you know, all the questions you might if you are in this position. And he was unbelievable about answering and uh, participating. So anytime, call me anytime, day or night. I'd like to see you be successful in the journey. So, I mean, you know, when you get that kind of reaction from people, how could you do anything but, uh, you know, put forth the good fight? Yeah, absolutely. We're talking with Bobby Curran, and uh, I would not be doing my job as a you know cast member here at ESPN Honolulu uh, if I didn't ask you a sports question. It is Bobby Bleepin Curran for crying out loud. You are as much of a basketball fan as anybody out there. I imagine as a New York guy, you didn't uh, necessarily feel too heartbroken that the Boston Celtics didn't pull it out in the NBA Finals. Uh, but what was your take? What was your observation on on uh, what transpired here with the Warriors winning and Steph getting that elusive NBA Finals MVP and sort of what that does for his legacy overall? Well, I just think that I think they're the most fun team to watch because they just discard the ISO ball. They don't play that. I mean, it's quick and prompt ball movement. They move it better than anybody, I think, in the league. So they're fun to watch. And, and Steph Curry, is, is you just can't take your eyes off him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's just... It's unbelievable for a guy that's like my size. I mean, can you imagine that you're actually taller than Steph Curry? <laughs> Yeah, that's ridiculous. Well, I'm just saying it's like he's in a land of the monsters, and look what he does. He's just uh, – he's not guardable. So I was rooting for them. I had initially said six when they were down 2-1. I thought, oh, it might go seven. But I, I, felt, I felt they were the better team. And so I thought Golden State would win, and they're my favorite team to watch. So – I have uh, I had absolutely no complaints. I'm only a little sorry that it's over now because last night when I put the finishing touches on, I realized we got a nice hiatus here from basketball. <laughs> yeah, the dog days of summer uh, are upon us. There's no doubt about it. Um, Bobby, you mean a lot to this town. You mean a lot to me personally, uh, and I just want to wish you the best, man. Uh, keep us posted. We'll be rooting for you every step of the way here. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you, Kanoa. All right, take care. Bobby Curran of The Bobby Curran Show. We wish him the best, certainly, as he fights the good fight. All right, welcome back. Let's talk sports. Coming to you on this Friday. Aren't Fridays the best? I hope you are lined up to have a great weekend. We are lined up to have a great conversation with my next guest via the phone line. He just so happens to be the head coach of the University of Hawaii football program. Timmy Chang joins the show. What's up, Timmy? How's it going? You know what? Fridays are the best. Yeah, I hear you, brother. I absolutely do. And you know what? This particular Friday, I think it marks, I, I could be mistaken by a day or two, like 71 days until kickoff to the new football season. Uh, how much are you, in your mind, just kind of counting this thing down and calibrating uh, for when this thing gets rolling? Yeah, you know, it's an, it's an ongoing process, and, it, and it's coming up fast. You know, when we know that the kids come back for summer workouts, they come back for summer school, um, it's, it's, it's go time. You know, the, the see the summer workouts will have eight weeks and they'll go by really fast before you know it, you're in uh you're in training camp and that will go by really fast. And then you're getting ready to kick off. And, um, and, 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 and the rest is history, you know, before you know what 13 games are down and, and you're hoping that you put yourself in position to win a conference title and, and be eligible for a bowl game. 
Well, the excitement seems to be there, right? Hope Springs Eternal right now. It's a new era, a new coaching regime, your homecoming, so to speak. Uh, and football season ticket renewals are out, and uh, everyone is, is being asked to get the renewals in by the July 1st deadline. What kind of message do you want to send uh, out to those would-be uh, season ticket renewal uh, uh, purchasers? Yeah, you know, uh, we, we'd love to have a rocking environment. We want you guys to come out and enjoy the game. We're making it a family atmosphere. Um, anybody that came to spring game or if you saw anything on any of our media outlets as well as all the Hawaii news channels or radio stations, um, it, it was a great event, and, and we're just um, building upon that. You know, We're getting ready to, to dig in here for, for, the, for a little while while our stadium gets built. And, uh, but, but the environment and the beautiful campus that we have and the environment and these teams that are coming in, you know, we want to create a hostile environment. We want, we want 9,000. You know, 9,000 is not that much, but we, we want to create an environment where it's hostile but also a family-rich environment where people can come and uh, enjoy the game, enjoy being with their family and their friends and, and, and cheer for their beloved uh, state team. Yeah, it was interesting last year, right, coming off of the pandemic and, and you know, with the, the retrofitted stadium being utilized for the first season, uh, there were restrictions. At first, people weren't allowed in, and when they were, they couldn't necessarily do a lot of things that would normally be part of the football game day experience. Uh, you have to focus on the task at hand between the sidelines, but how involved are you at also wanting to put together, as you alluded to, this, this exciting electric atmosphere over there at Clarence T.C. Ching Athletic Complex? Yeah, you know it's a, uh, you know you, you you want you you know our athletic department and our and our campus and the whole university as a whole it's it's I mean it's all bought in to doing um, and giving the fan experience you know um, you know concerts um, cakey zones uh, food vendors uh, you know our gear and our 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 supply of, of of shirts and hats and all these things that we'll be selling as well as some of the local vendors that choose to come in, um, you know, getting the athletic teams to get involved. I, I've heard ideas of, of exhibition games uh, being played in the sand, um, <laughs> different type of fundraising deals around the atmosphere. I mean, we have an unbelievable campus, you know, and, and it's going to be opened up, uh, you know, ideas of, of having things on upper campus and then you have Doe Street and you can come down to lower campus and experience that. Um, but uh, I want I want the whole state to be a part of it, you know. Whether it's from, whether it's you know here here on us in Oahu or, or people coming from the neighbor islands or people coming back home to enjoy the islands and and, and so much that they've missed. But coming here to enjoy the the state's team and um, and have fun while we kick it off on August 27th, and we have seven opportunities to do it. And so um, love for you guys to just renew your tickets and. And come see what the guys have been working on. It's going to be an exciting brand of football. Uh, you know, I like to throw it around. Um, <laughs> and, we'll play, and we'll play really fast. And, and these Polynesian boys mixed with our, with, with our adopted mainlanders, they like to hit people. And so we'll, we'll make sure that we're doing a bunch of that. Good stuff. We're talking with Timmy Chang, head coach for the UH football program. And to further incentivize those who are considering renewing their season tickets, if you do so by the July 1st deadline, you can be eligible to win an autographed football, football parking pass, or an apparel prize pack. So as if there wasn't enough uh, just from hopefully being able to watch uh, a competitive football team on the field, you also get some of those cool accoutrements possibly as well. Uh, we talked about the timeline here. The, the, the countdown is on and it continues. Uh, what 
what is sort of the focus and objective at this stage of the summer? On the recruiting front, we've been getting some news. There seems to be a successful branding of your program to, to the players out there across the country and even in parts of, of Polynesia uh, that this is, this is Polynesia's team. And you're starting to, to see the University of Hawaii on lists that include some of the big wigs of college football. And that, that seems to confirm the, the message that you're trying to send out that, hey, look, if, if you have ties to Hawaii, if you are of Polynesian descent, uh, if, if, you, if you have a desire uh, to, to experience sort of this, this island nature of football, uh, this might be a program for you to think about. No doubt, no doubt. And it's on all fronts, right? It's recruiting, it's developing the guys we have here. It's one of those unique times of football where, you know, um, college football and recruiting landscape right now has, has changed more than ever with the transfer portal, the NIL deals, and, and we're no different. You know, we want we want people to come here and, um, and, and represent the state, you know, the local kids. You know, the, the, we talk we talk about defending the state, living at home after, you know, and 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 and, and being a part of something different. You know, we're we're I, I talk about it as we're we're here and everybody else is there, and so um, representing and the 808 and putting the state on your back is is what we talk about at, in, in our rooms and is what we talk about with recruits. But we also reaching out to other kids mm-hmm. um, across the mainland as well as. In, in the Polynesian islands and, and anybody that has less than it and wants to come back home, you know, we're looking and, but we want the, we want the best talented kids. We feel like if these kids stay home, we'll be a top 25 team, you know, here in the future. And, um, and we're going to do everything that we can in our power to go get them. Um, as well as, you know, the guys been working hard here, the guys that are on the team, yeah. uh, they've been, they've been busting their coles and, you know, they're out here six o'clock in the morning they work out, you know, five six days a week, depending on what type of week it is, um, and then and they're engaged, they're involved, and they're getting coached up, and they're 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 buying into what we're putting down. So that's been awesome. Well, uh, I know that the, we'll have a lot of opportunities here as we count down towards the season to talk depth chart and projected starters and all of that stuff. But today was a little bit more about just reminding people about the season ticket renewals and that program and just some of the things that can come along with it if they do so by the July first deadline. So. Uh, Coach, we appreciate your time, and good luck with everything. Uh, this is uh, this is getting going in, in short order. Yeah, no no problem. Thank you for having me on, uh, Kanoa, and, uh, and all best wishes to Bobby, and, um, and, and we're hoping um, that he's doing well as well. Yeah, uh, very well said. Hey, thanks a lot, Coach. You take care. Thank you. All right, Timmy Chang, head coach for the UH football program, joining us again. Reminder, uh, season ticket renewal deadline July 1st. If you do renew by then, you're eligible to win an autographed football, football parking pass, or an apparel prize pack. I do think, even with this intimate setting at that stadium, I, I kind of feel like if they could do it correctly, they could generate an energy like you see in the Maui Jim Maui Invitational at Lahaina Civic Center. It's a small crowd, but it's intimate. It is wild. It is fun. I think that could be the goal over there at Clarence T.C. Ching Athletics Complex. Uh, And obviously, the hope is that there is also a competitive team to root for. All right, welcome back. Let's talk sports. Coming to you on this Friday, 
Panola here in the Paxa Studios. Got my man Keegan Ota working the board. And a big thanks to everybody who jumped in on the show here today. We had that pre-recorded interview that featured Kai Lenny, world-renowned waterman. Also Raul Magana of First Hawaiian Bank. Got Bobby Curran on the line. I mean, he has been talking at length and very openly and candidly about uh, this health issue that he's going through. And it is going to require a double lung transplant. Got to be a daunting uh, challenge in front of him and yet he is willing to talk so openly about it and I think that could have a really strong positive effect uh, on the community around him for sure others who may be going through uh, similar types of battles and also uh, Timmy Chang head coach for the UH football program appreciate him joining us in that last segment all right uh, Keegan uh, how have you uh, enjoyed the show and the week here it's a good week, right? And then we had a lot of good interviews here for <laughs> today, right, Bobby? Of course, uh, we wish him well. We wish him all the best. And then Coach Timmy Chang coming on. And with whenever Coach Chang comes on, it's always kind of exciting. It's always hype for yeah. the next season, right? Well, I mean, he kind of says it, right? He jokes about it. He's like, we haven't lost any games. I I I'm undefeated as a head coach at, at UH, right? And that definitely is the case. And so, yeah, hope springs eternal at this time of year. Uh, and we definitely do wish him the best. I think everybody is rooting for him. He's an easy guy to root for. I think that's the thing, right? He doesn't give you all the coach speak stuff. He he'll hide some of the strategic and schematic details. He'll hold that close to his vest for obvious reasons. You know, you don't know who's listening. You know, Vanderbilt and all these other teams. You know, they might be trying to clue in uh, to some of that uh, via our radio airwaves. But um, but what you get from him, I think, is genuine. And I think because of his ties here, who he is, you know, just the, that local brother mentality. Um, yeah, that that seems to have permeated throughout the community. There's a lot of excitement out there. Uh, but you got to back up and there's a long way to go between now and the feel goodness that we're experiencing here in supporting Timmy Chang to all right what kind of team are you going to put out there on the field can you put a winner or at least a competitive ball club out there on the field uh, that will be decided we will find out about 70 71 days from now all right it's quarter number four here on the show and so we always like to end things with our best and worst I've recruited you here Keegan to join in the festivities do you have a best here coming into this TGIF I indeed do and I think I saw this yesterday yesterday on the news where uh, it's a kind of a Hall of Fame-ish one, if you will, because I know Kamakana Ali'i hosting a free uh, football camp yeah. for Keiki, right? It's a Keiki football camp, and it features an NFL Hall of Famer, namely Jerry Rice, who's coming down. So I think it's pretty cool that uh, Jerry Rice is going to be coming down here. It's next week, June 25th, right from 9 to noon, and so at the Salvation Army Croc Center, which is cool as well. It's mm -hmm. kind of an all-around thing, but yeah, Kamakana Ali'i pulling out NFL Hall of Fame wide receiver Jerry Rice is really cool, and I think that's my best. Yeah, that is a really good one. You know, Jerry Rice, he kind of digs this place. Yeah, I mean, he's done a lot of charity oh, yeah. events here. He's done a lot of those kinds he of things. He came in for Hawaii Five-0 at that one point, that he, one episode. Too, he right? also did that. Yeah, Jerry Jerry Rice has some love and affinity for this place, and uh, yeah, he's he's probably the best ever. I mean, I don't think anybody is ready to. Uh, replace him on the throne and there may be some arguments here or there but yeah i don't know if anybody is in agreement that uh, somebody else has done it better than jerry rice uh speaking of somebody that's done it better than everybody uh steph curry the greatest shooter in the history of basketball of that's my best uh he just got his fourth nba title his first nba finals mvp so, you know, for whatever reason, uh, people were thinking that he needed to win in order to validate his legacy and his career. That didn't make all that much sense to me, but he does it anyway. And so th 
there is nothing you can say to criticize this guy. He is one of the all-time greats and doesn't appear to be slowing down in any capacity. Uh, but the reason why I pick him as my best, not just because of the exploits here this year in the NBA Finals, uh, but Davidson, his alma mater, just announced that they're going to retire his number 30 jersey. Of course, he took Davidson on that unlikely Elite Eight run back in the day. Uh, it's going to be the first number retired by the school. And as part of the jersey retirement celebration, he is also going to be inducted into the Davidson Athletics Hall of Fame and he is going to receive his bachelor's degree, which he finally completed, Bachelor of Arts in Sociology, this past May, but couldn't attend the graduation ceremony. So they're sort of clumping all of that together. And I think what's interesting about it is he is only eligible for the Hall of Fame because he earned his bachelor's degree. That is one of the, the, the mandates for the Athletics Hall of Fame over there at Davidson. And so you talk about rattling off some really great accomplishments. Steph Curry, NBA Finals MVP, fourth ring. And then he's also now a college graduate. And I think that's a great message and image to send across the board. And now he's going to get his jersey retired as a Hall of Famer over there. It's going to be one of the best 20. It's going to be one of the best years in Steph Curry's career, I would say. Like you clump it all together, right? College, like you say, college graduate, NBA Finals MVP, NBA Finals winner. Da -da 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 -da. Like it, it yeah. would just keep piling on. Yeah, yeah. That's it's got to like, be one of the best years ever for him. Yeah, it's like a Josh Walker-like run. Remember Josh oh, Walker yeah. had like the, the Big West Conference Championship and then his son was born in the week between that and the NCAA tournament and then they won the national championship and now he's off uh, as an assistant over at Baylor and it's like, wow, that is the, uh, that's the triple crown right there. Steph Curry doing something similar. Yes, I'm comparing Steph Curry's week to what we saw for Josh Walker over the course of those three weeks. I, I just did it's that. It's a fair comparison. Yes, I just did that. Yeah. I just did that. All right, uh, let's go to our worst. What's your worst? I have an honorable mention, if you will, because earlier they came out with the Athlon and Phil Steele preseasons for the All-Mountain West. Not a single Hawaii player on any of the first teams. That's that's my honorable mention, but I'm not <laughs> gonna, that's my honorable mention for worst. But this weekend is the U.S. Open, and we've had U.S. Open weekend, uh, updates yesterday as well as today and all throughout the weekend. But did you notice that not a single live golfer was mentioned at any of these updates? It's because all of them are over par. Not a single player is under par, and only four are going to make the weekend here for Saturday and Sunday. That's Dustin Johnson, Patrick Reed, Bryson DeChambeau, and Richard Bland. And out of all of them, <laughs> Phil Mickelson is 11 over par. So the Live Golf Invitational, 15 teed up. Only four remain after on Saturday and Sunday because the projected cut line is too high for 11 of them. Yeah, you know, we're thinking along the same wavelength here because my worst was specifically Phil Mickelson. After all of that, he's willing to sell out his image claim that he lost you know 50 million dollars in gambling debts to justify his participation in the live golf series and now what he didn't even make the cut at the u.s open and so his value to that series possibly taking a little bit of a hit it's just it's just worthy of my worst keegan thanks for everything thanks for everyone uh, who joined the show here today see you next week y'all let's talk sports